When one receives something, say to watch or to use it for an investment, whatever the case may be, in a scenario like fellow says to his, his friend, here's a hundred sheep, which is worth a hundred selah, I want you to you know, take care of it for a year or for two years, and then we'll divide the wool, we'll divide the babies, we'll divide the milk on one condition. All of the achrais is upon you. That's so in Barzal. You take full responsibility. None of this 50-50 split. You take full responsibility. If we make money, we'll split it. But if there's any loss, you take 100% responsibility. It's like iron. That's why we call it son Barzal. Shemi Musu, if they die, or if they get weak, or if they depreciate, Alecha Leshalim Li you have to compensate me the 100 sellers that they're worth. So the mission is coming to teach us that this is forbidden. You cannot accept from another Jew And so too really to any any scenario where the receiver is taking full responsibility, it'll be forbidden. This is what's called Son Barzel. Why is this forbidden? Because it's ribbis, it's avak ribbis, it's ribbis on a rabbinic level. The owner of the sheep, he is carvless he is very close to making money, and he is very far from losing money. So therefore, this is going to be forbidden. Aval, however, It is permitted to to lend it to a guy with ribbis, like the Mishnah will explain. And the truth is, that the Mepharshim explained that the first part of the Mishnah, where we say you cannot receive two barzal from Yisrael, is really redundant. Because we already learned that you can't do this kind of uh, deal when you're going to accept... 50-50 of the losses when the investor is providing all of the uh, initial capital. We said that was forbidden in the previous Mishnayas. So all the more so if the investor is providing the initial capital, 100% of the capital, and now the receiver has to take 100% of the losses. Of course it's going to be forbidden. So we're really only mentioning this because of the la- latter part of the Mishnah that you could accept Son Barzal from a guy. So it says the Mishnah, Velovin mehen umalvin o son beribis. It's permitted to lend to a guy and to borrow from a guy with ribbis. And the Rambam writes the reason, because the Pasuk says, Do not do ribbis with your brother. We dash not to your brother, do not do ribbis. But to the rest of the world, it would be permitted to do ribbis. Not only that, it's a mitzvah There's a positive commandment to do ribbis with a guy. As the Pasuk says, Now don't understand this as if like we're out to get the guy. To the contrary, the Mepharshim explained that really, Charging ribbis for a transaction is normal business. I'm giving you a lot of money. You can use that and make more money with it. I'm going to charge you a fee for that loan, and therefore you have to pay me back with interest. That's really how the world operates, and that's accepted. It's just that his schemu b'neim l'gmolchesed zelazeh b'kaspai went beyond the letter of the law, and we accept it upon ourselves to do chesed to one another and not charge when lending money. This is something very, very special. However, the rest of the world is, it's certainly acceptable to charge ribbis. It's regular business practice. There's nothing wrong with it. And therefore, Be'emes, it's a mitzvah which is benuya, it's built a yesodos tikunei ha'olam, v'chevres adam. It's standard business. It's got strong roots. And to do, to do ribbis with a guy, not only is it permitted, it's a mitzvah. You're doing good business. And it's with Klal Yisrael, we go beyond a lot of the law. We do chesed with one another, and therefore, between you know, a Jew and another Jew, we don't do ribbis. 
but between a Jew, whether the Jew is borrowing from the guy or lending from the or lending to the guy, ribis would be permitted. And not just that, v'chein toshav. A Gertoshev is a guy that lives in Eretz Yisrael, and he's accepting upon himself the seven mitzvahs B'nai Noach, not to worship of Zara, Gili Arayas, morality, Shichasam and murder, Yisrachilas Eivr Menachai, not to eat the Eivr Menachai, not to curse Hashem, um, not to steal, and to be knowing to appoint judges. Those are the seven mitzvahs B'nai Noach. So even if the guy is accepting the seven mitzvahs B'nai Noach, it's still permitted to do ribbis with him. Um, yep, that's okay. Says the Mishnah further, Malva Yisrael Me'osav Shal Nachri Midas Hanachri. So a person, a Jew, can lend the money of a guy Midas with the knowledge of the guy with ribbis. Meaning, here's the example. For example, Reuven borrows money, you know, he, he borrows $100,000 from a guy, we'll call him John, through ribbis. And now Reuven's ready, he's, he's ready to return the money to John, $100,000. So Shimon finds Reuven and says, hey, you know what, Reuven? Give me the money that you're about to return to John. Because I need the same loan. And I'll pay John the same way that you were paying John. And the case is, they actually they go to the guy. And they tell the guy, you know, behold. Reuben says, here, I'm giving you back your money. Here it is, John. Here's your hundred grand. Now Shimon wants to lend it. Go ahead and give it to Shimon. And he'll pay the same interest that I was paying you. That's going to be permitted. And Dafke, with the Nakri, actually the guy receives the money from Reuben. And then gives it to Shimon. Now, why is it permitted? So the mission is coming to teach you that even though... Shahad Nachri, the guy is lending to Shimon through the Hishtadus, the effort of Reuven, and he's lending with Ribis. Maybe I would think that since it's from the Das of Reuven that the guy is lending to Shimon, it should be forbidden. Nevertheless, it is permitted. However, Avalo Midas Yisrael. Shimon Reuven, if Reuven, Lohemid, he didn't bring Shimon to John the guy. Rather, he just said, you know, here, let me give you the money and you just pay John. So then, also, this, is, this would be forbidden to lend the money. It's viewed as you're lending money beribis, and that's forbidden. If you just go to Shimon and say, hey, here's the money, you pay up John, you know, sayonara. That's going to be forbidden like ribis. But as long as you bring Shimon to John, and you give, as long as you bring Shimon to John, and Reuben gives John his, the loan back, and then John gives that loan to Shimon, even though Reuben was the cause, we don't view that as ribis, and that would be permitted. A mission of Zion, so Mr. Zion, the Kahati brings in the introduction, is coming to teach us where a lokeach, a buyer, who is coming to give money to a seller, in order she Kadeshi is a Yisapiklos Chayrila Achrapa. I want you to give me the merchandise, you know, in six months from now, not right now, give it to me in a while. So if the seller does not have the merchandise in his hand, the Adayin Lenikva Mechir Bashuk and the price has not been set in the marketplace, this is going to be forbidden. Why? Because maybe Shemitisiyakir Achrakach. The item will go up in price, and comes out the seller. The nimtz of meichalay bishar is off to sell to you at the cheaper price. Why? As payment, as a reward for the money that you advanced to me six months earlier. That's going to be ribbis. But if the price is set in the marketplace, even if the seller doesn't have the merchandise yet, or if the seller has the merchandise, even if the price has not been set yet in the marketplace, then it would be permitted to give money now and then receive it. You know. At a later date, Mutalusukal Scharashiti and Light. So let's see, says the Mishnah. Ain Poskin Alaperos. Also lives like a maker. One cannot make a deal with a seller. Leading low most, I'll give you, you know, the money now, miyad immediately, on condition that you give me such and such, you know, produce when they become ripe in six months from now. Ad Shiyitzi Hashar. One cannot do this until Shiikba Mechiram Shell Peros is a set price in the market. 
because otherwise Shemayis Yakra appears the fruit might go up in value when the Kishiyitzi has Sharshlam when their price is actually released. Vidimzu the Lokeach comes out the buyer is making money off of the reward that he advanced the money to the seller earlier. Shitlay pairs, I want you to give me the fruit, like I discussed with you six months ago, at a cheaper price. So, Yesh Bezem Shem Avak Ribbis, will be Ribbis on a rabbinic level, Avak Ribbis. On January 1st, I give you the money. I say, give me the fruit in six months from now. Six months comes, and the fruit now is now worth a lot more. So, I'm giving you now the fruit at the cheaper price, even though they're worth more. So, why am I doing this? Because you advanced me the money. That's going to be Ribbis. Unless the price is already set in the marketplace. Meaning, says the mission, Hashar. If now, Nikva Mechira Peros, there's a set price in the marketplace. So then, Poskin, you could do this transaction. Most I give money now to the seller on condition that he gives me the fruit at a later date. But also, Hashar, at the price of today. Even though the seller doesn't have the fruit in his hands. There's another seller that has the fruit. Someone else will have that fruit at that price. I could buy from him. So therefore, as long as the price is set, it'll be permitted. For example, if the price for wheat was set in the marketplace at four sa for a seller, so the buyer can now make a deal with the seller on a hundred sa and give him 25 slot. If the seller gives the wheat at a later time, when the wheat is already worth a sa for a seller, there's no ribbis at all. Even though the seller did not have the wheat at all at the time they made the deal, because the buyer could have bought it with his money, could have it from somebody else. So as long as the price is set, then it's okay. It's not. It's not going to be ribbis. If the seller was if he was the first one to harvest, and the tfu is in his own domain, but however the price did not go out yet. There's no market price yet. So then, again, the the buyer can make a deal with him at any price he, at any price he wants, because the seller has the actual merchandise in his possession. Alagadish on the tvu, which is in the seller's heap, even though the, the Gemar Malach is not done yet, it's an unfinished product. Nevertheless, since the heap will be acquired to even from now, it's okay, because if the tvu goes up in value, it goes up in value in the buyer's own domain. So basically, if either the price is set, or if the seller has the produce already available, then you can do this transaction. I'll give you the money now, and I'll pick it up at a later time. But if neither of these conditions are met, then it'll be forbidden because of, of, of Ribbis, of Ribbis on a rabbinic level. Now, even though the buyer never did a mashikh, never pulled the actual grains that are in the seller's domain, meaning in the case where the, the tzvu was in the seller's domain, but the price is not out yet. So we said that's a feasible transaction. See, even though the lokeach didn't do a mashikh, he didn't do an, uh, an act of kinyan on the grains, even when the seller does not have the tvuah, in Isa, the, the prohibition to do the transaction would only be because of Arakrib, it's a rabbis on a rabbinic level. So, therefore, when the seller has the actual tvuah, when not goes there anymore, and you can make this transaction, even though you didn't do a mashicha, you didn't pull the grains, we view it as yours, the buyer. And therefore, if it goes up in price at a later time, it went up in your own domain, and there's no problem of ribbis. So too, it's permitted for a lokeach to make a deal at any price he wants on wine, as long as the seller, he harvested the wine and put it into the oven. The oven was a gigantic utensil. They would gather the grapes before they would press them into the vat in order to warm them up. It's permitted to make this kind of transaction on oil after the seller already squeezed out the olives and put it in this ma'atan, in this 
Agigas and Vatch, and Tobimbas, and Zesim, they would uh, gather all the olives until they become ripe and they become soft. And we all have Beisim Shal Yotzer, it's permitted for the uh, for this buyer to make a transaction with this uh, this uh, seller that he has Mutalosuk in Yotzer with a potter on pots. Once he starts preparing like the, the cement for the pots, that's already okay. You don't have to have the actual pot in your possession. Vyaha sitting on lime. Mishashaku bekifshin. Once the, the lime is shakua, mishashashashika es avne asid bekifshin lashafi. He places them in the furnace to burn them. Even in all these scenarios, there's no, it's, a, it's an unfinished product. Nevertheless, it's permitted to do this transaction. Even when the price has not gone out yet. So the bottom line is, in order to pay a seller money now or receive the item six months from now and to avoid avak ribis, Either we have to have a price in the market which is available now to look at the price of what it would, what it would cost, or if there's no price, as long as the seller has the items in his possession, even if they're an unfinished product, then we could do this transaction. There will not be any problem of avak ribis. One can make a deal on fertilizer to fertilize his field. This kind of transaction, I'll give you the money now, I'll collect it later. All year round, even during the winter. Even though the seller has no zevil at all, he's got no fertilizer at all right now. And they shoot much, so it's very, very common to have it around. Now, Biosi argues on Tanakama, whether in the summer, whether in the winter, the buyer cannot make this deal with the seller on zevil and fertilizer until the seller has it actually in his domain, in the ashpa, in the cans over there. To make this deal on Zevel to pay money in advance to receive it later, even though the seller does not have the fertilizer yet, but Davka during the summer, even though he doesn't have it, somebody else has it because the Zevel is common. Since it became rotten and nishaf and already became pressed during the winter season, but during but in the winter season, you cannot make this deal unless the seller has the fertilizer in his possession. When one gives money in advance to receive an item in six months from now, you can be posed to Kishar Gavroah, like Kishar is like the cheaper price. Shinos and Pirus Harbel receive a lot of fruit for a little bit of money. Meaning, this is going on that which we said in the ratio of Yetzah Shar Paiskin. That as long as the price is available in the market, you're allowed to advance the money. That was one of the conditions. So the mission is coming to teach you now, Shekal Shyotzah Shar, as long as the price is available of these fruit, is permitted to advance the money. And you could do it, Shim Yuzel Hashar, if the price goes down from that which it is now, Yitin like Sharazol, when your your produce is ready, you'll give it to me like the cheaper price. If Yehuda Omer, Yehuda says, Even if I didn't stipulate this condition, they'll give it to me like the cheaper price. Yachalhu, the buyer, could say to the seller, when the price does go down, tell me because give me the give me the fruit now that's available at the cheaper price, or tell me give me my money back, and I'll go ahead and buy from somebody else at the cheaper price. Because since I never did a mashiach, I never did an act to acquire it, I can retract. And even that which we learned earlier in the Masechta, that one who doesn't keep his word. We said, Mishapara, the one that punished the, the generation of the Babel, meaning Hashem, who punished those people, should punish one that doesn't, that doesn't keep his word. That curse is not even applicable over here. Because since, I only give you any now to receive it in six months from now. Now in the meantime, the price changed. So Stam does have a person that says, I always want the cheaper price. So therefore, it's, he, right, he could rightfully say this, and if the seller doesn't want to give him the fruit at that price, he can take his money back and go buy from somebody else. This is a Yehuda's opinion, even if you, you didn't make the stipulation clear when you started the transaction. The Allah does not follow like Rabbi Yehuda, and with that we conclude the Mishnah.